0: Welcome to another episode of The Daily. Here is wishing you a good morning. If you're listening to this in the morning, that is. Otherwise, here's wishing you a good afternoon or evening or night. Yesterday, we had a really nice time uh, for family dinner. It was my uh, someone in our family's birthday, and the kids wanted everyone to come early for a family game. So they did, and we played and had lots of laughs. It was great. And, while I'm very thankful we can come together and share a meal like that. We also know full well that in many places the COVID situation has become so severe and so critical that being able to do that is like a dream. So even as we start off today, Monday, I encourage us to be thinking of how we can be of more help to these places or these cities, these nations, in small or big ways. Whatever within our capacity or whatever that might stretch our capacity as God nudges you or puts a particular burden on you to act, if you haven't already, to go talk to someone, find an avenue, or wire some money or get with some friends to pray, etc. It's not just a nice idea. I believe that's part of what it means to be those who bear his name. So let's go do that. With that, if you're ready, let's jump into our reflection today. Now, did it ever strike you that out of the many, many things that parents can, can do, God can also do, except for one? I mean, there could be another one, but it hasn't come to me, so you can let me know if you think of another one. And that one thing that parents can do which God cannot do is repentance. And this was inspired by an article that one of my friends wrote for a leading Christian website, which she titled What Parents Can Do That Jesus Cannot. The other day we went to a friend's house for a play date. Her hubby was out for work, but she and her kids and their helper were home. We went over for a couple of hours and the kids played together, messed up the room together, had lunch together, all of that fun stuff. Just as we were about to leave the house, and parents, you know how that goes. We had to, you know, give a countdown of how many minutes before the kids need to pack their bags, put their shoes on so we could leave, so that they can have some peace and quiet once we're gone. It, We were down to the final minute, I think, when our son grabbed one of their toys quite hard. It was a plastic toy of some sort, I'm not sure. And I think he was trying to help tidy up that toy or he wanted to play with it one last minute. I can't remember. But the thing cracked into half. We went like, oops, (laughs) you know, broken. And he wanted to put it right back into its box. I stopped him. And then my son and I looked at each other and I decided to take that as an opportunity, as a discipleship moment. I said to him, Hey, you know, let's bring this toy to Auntie, and we tell her that we broke it, and we're sorry, and we can offer to bring it home to fix and then return it to them. He looked a little distressed at my suggestion, but he was quiet. After a brief pause, then he asked, can't we just bring it home to fix and then return it? I said, yes, we can do that, but I think we should first tell her that we've broken it. Let's own up to what we've done, and it's okay. Okay. After another time of gentle but firm coaxing, I took his hand to bolster his confidence, and we went over to her. Then he said sheepishly, sorry auntie, I broke it just now. He showed it to her, and he said, but it's okay, we can bring it home and try to fix it. Maybe it can be fixed. Now, our friend, who, in my opinion, is a pretty good, pretty cool and inspiring parent, responded graciously to him, saying, oh. It's alright. It's quite old, so I'm not sure it can be fixed. But thank you for owning up to breaking it. Thanks for telling me. You don't have to bring it home. I'll see what I can do. Give it to me. And then our boy smiled a bit. I think he must have felt super relieved. With that, we packed up, thanked the the family, and we left. Although that was a brief exchange, it was a pretty valuable moment for my son, or me at least, why did I have him do that? You want to know my real and honest answer? Because I know I would not have liked to do that if I were him, but it was necessary to learn. There have definitely been times when I've done something that resulted in conflict or mishap um, and I didn't feel like owning up to it. It didn't matter whether or not the mishap was on purpose. Because even if it happened by accident, the fact that I had to confess to something unpleasant was, well, unpleasant. But here's the thing. Confessing our wrongs and repenting of our mistakes is something that we, as followers of Jesus, must learn to do and must exemplify to others. Confession of sins is something we must do that God does not do. You may have heard of this verse in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, which reads, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What happens when we confess our sins is that we are acknowledging it. We are saying, this is what I've done yesterday, or what I said today to so-and-so was hurtful, it was unkind. And to that extent, we are willing to believe the same thing about our sin. We are willing to see our sin the same way as God does. This is the context of verse 9. If you look at the verses before, both just before it and right after it, that is 1 John chapter 1, verses 8 and 10. Verse 8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. And in verse 10 says, if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. There is a story that Jesus told in Luke 18 about the religious men, a Pharisee, and the sinner, a tax collector, who both prayed in the temple. The Pharisee's prayer was basically bragging about how righteous he was, whereas the sinner's prayer was just a cry for mercy. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The one who confessed his sin was the one who recognized his need and agreed with God about what was not okay and his role, his part that he played in that. So going back to my story about how our son broke someone's toy and my wanting to teach him to own up and say sorry, rather than just try and fix the toy, even though we could very well have just done that. I felt it was a moment of discipleship for myself, if not for him. You know, a moment we could learn that when we commit a wrong, we can be willing to see it as it is and confess. Not to shame or degrade or punish, but actually to cultivate a repentant spirit before God and before people. Confessing of wrongdoings, and repenting of mistakes and sins. That is something that God cannot do, but we as followers of Jesus can. And in fact, we should exemplify it. Parent and child. Or sibling to sibling. Or grandparent and grandchild. Or maybe uncle and auntie to nephew and niece or friend to friend, coworker to coworker, employer to employee, neighbor to neighbor, teacher to student, many more different examples of relationships that we can cultivate this in. And the promise of God is this, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The word confess is in fact, a verb in the present sense, a present tense. Rather than a once for all confession at the time of our conversion, it is a keep on, like an ongoing kind of confession. As we do that, as we cultivate an attitude of willingness to confess, to agree with God over our sins, to own up to them and repent, God is faithful and just. He's the one who is faithful. He's the one who is just, not us. Certainly not me, if I should speak for myself. Because God is the one who is faithful and just, steadfast and righteous, then God, it doesn't depend on our faithfulness or our righteousness. He will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a comfort. What a relief for us finite beings that we can rest assured that Like the auntie who my son confessed to about breaking that toy. God says something like this to us when we are willing to approach him with our sins. Oh, it's alright. I'm not sure if it can be fixed by you. But I'm glad that you own up to it, that you chose to tell me about it. You don't have to bring it home. I'll see what I can do. You can give it to me. And with that, can I just invite you to reflect and just join me in this prayer that I will be reciting meditatively, reflectively, as I go through it line by line. And this is a prayer called Corporate Confession of Sin from Daniel 9, which is adapted from the worship source book, Faith Alive Christian Resources. O Lord, great God, all holy, Father most gracious, filled with mercy and steadfast love, we are embarrassed to come before you, for we have preferred the ways of this world to your ways. For we have rebelled against your wisdom, and we have gotten into trouble. For we have rejected your fatherly guidance, and have gotten lost. To you belongs righteousness, O Lord. Great God, all holy, filled with awe, Father most gracious, filled with mercy and steadfast love. Incline your ear to our troubles. Hear us when we pour out our sorrows before you. Forgive us not on the ground of our own righteousness, but on the ground of your great mercy. On the ground of your great mercy in the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we pray For he is our Savior and the mediator of the covenant of grace. Amen. So Father, we thank you that we're reminded today you call us to approach you and bring our sins into confession before you. And we are reminded truly you are faithful and just, and that in you there is nothing to hide and nothing to fear and so with that we give thanks and we say all this in Jesus name Amen Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of The Daily I hope you have a fabulous day ahead and do join us again tomorrow Hey, Pastor Andre here Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram, or check out our website www.thecity.sg for more information. Have a great day ahead. Grace and peace.